Hello and welcome back to the Gym Crack Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Allen. And today, today I'm going to be talking about how over the last six months I have reduced my alcohol intake and truthfully how it has bettered me as a person and how everything that I have managed and what I have managed to do over the past six months has benefited me. And that all has come down through the fact of actually reducing alcohol intake. Now, it is six months with no hangover, okay? No hangover with six months. Now, that is something that I am really, really proud of, and it's something that I never thought I could do. I suppose when I look back at it through the years ever since growing up, I think I managed to do about... I've done probably six or eight weeks before where I drank no alcohol, but that was probably the height of it. Like, I've never given it up for anything longer. Now, while I haven't given up alcohol, that I knew that probably wasn't going to work. So I said to myself, do you know what? I'm going to limit alcohol, limit alcohol as much as I could and not have any hangover days. I actually had a vision board that I wrote two years ago. And on the vision board, it had said... Um, one of the things was to reduce, to reduce alcohol and to have no hangover days. That's what I put down as division board. Obviously, I didn't really have a plan on how I was going to get there, but consciously, I suppose I was making a conscious effort to be like, this is something that I really need to, you know, fix. Not knowing that it was too much of an issue, but it was definitely something that I needed to fix. So. What happened was, I suppose, six months ago, look, a lot has happened, obviously, the last two years in general with, you know, with COVID, with everyone's lives kind of being thrown around the place and, you know, people being made to figure things out for themselves a lot of the time. And when it comes down to it, it just came down to me, like, what it is I wanted to achieve. What was limiting my potential? I literally, I wrote an email this week and... I I did head I had a header on it and it was what is limiting your potential, and it basically I know what's limiting my potential. It was drinking alcohol, as much fun as it is, and how much it I will say it has served me throughout the years. You know, you make friends, you've had good times, but there is when it comes down to it now, like I'm at thirty five years of age, it was limiting my potential, and I knew something had to change. So, what I did was. I guess, you know, you kind of have to, they kind of say you have to hit rock bottom before, you know, you can come back up. And I had, I wouldn't say it was rock bottom, but it was just like the carry on. Yeah, the carry on is great crack and you're out and you're enjoying yourself. But when it came down to it, I just wasn't doing the things that I had set out to do last year. No, I was doing them, but say, for instance, I was starting my online coaching. I was starting this podcast. I was... I was doing, they were the main things I wanted to do. And what those two things need is they need you to show up to the best of your like capabilities, basically. Like you've got to show up each and every day. And if there is something, if you're doing something on the weekend and then it's taking you until Wednesday or Thursday to get your shit together and do what you actually needed to do, you have just wasted 50, 60, 70% of your week, you know? And then it would go week to week, and then all of a sudden you were back you're back to square one, basically. That's how I felt anyway. So when I realized what was limiting my potential, I knew it was alcohol and I knew something had to change. Now I was at the time, 
I suppose that was going back, it was last October when I decided I was going to make a change. I There was things I wanted to do. Like I said, I want to build my online business and I want to start the podcast properly. And I also want to do events, train like physically train for events like marathons, like half marathons, like ultra races, training in the gym, whatever the case may be. I wanted to make a real and genuine effort. And I just felt over the last couple of years, yeah, I have got by and I've done things and I've achieved some things. But when it when push came to shove, I was like, I was always, there was always setbacks. Every time I completed something, I would probably go mad for a couple of weeks and then, you know, start again. And I understand the fact that we all have to enjoy ourselves. But when it was affecting me the way it was, then it was, it just something had to change. Now, did I ever think that I could actually do this? The, the truth is no, but it's always been there buried in my subconscious in some way, shape or form that it was something that I really wanted to try and manage. Now, when you think back to when you're younger and, you know, you're going out college nights, especially growing up in Ireland, this was we like a lot of people, if they start drinking, they're drinking before the age of 18. Like, I think I was definitely 16, 15 or 16. And I just think back to like, you know, drinking naggins of vodka pinching your nose and pinching your nose and having a can of coke in one hand down nagging and then following it with a can of coke or a can of red bull or you're drinking your warm cans of bulmers <laughs> you wish it was a hot can of bulmers but more after that it was probably a warm can of bulmers at that stage but we we have grown up in ireland to drink a lot you know and people we kind of take it as you know a bit of pride that we can drink so much and we can have the crack and the crack is definitely one part of it and hence the name the gym crack podcast you know what I mean like we we do enjoy ourselves and even with fitness even with alcohol even with whatever other means we try and enjoy ourselves as much as we can but for the last 20 years I've definitely been carrying that burden with me like I've when I would drink, I would have so much fun. And like, the truth is I'm not much trouble. Like I have, I just completely enjoy myself. I'm no hassle to anyone. I'll run around in circles. I'll stay awake all night. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll go to whatever house party you want me to go to. And like, I will not go home. Like it's probably my mother having to pick me up the next day somewhere more often than not after I've been out all night, you know, and that's been the good part about it. But when it comes down to it, like I was, I would always take it way too far. And I suppose you get, you like, you get away with it when you're younger. No one feels the hangover. No one feels the pinch. No one's worried about the money. No one gives a shit about the cost of how much a night out costs you or how much it's going to cost you over the year. No one looks at that. It's just like, did I have a good time? Did I pull last night? And you know, if you didn't pull last night, it was probably, you'll go again the next night and the next night and the next night until you think that, you know, drinking is going to get you what you are actually looking for half the time. Um, and truthfully, it does not. <laughs> I can vouch for that myself. Um, and then I guess like, you know, the years go by and then you kind of realize when you get a little bit older that you know, things are more important. Maybe you have a family, maybe you have a career, maybe you want to buy a house, maybe you want to go on holidays, maybe you have to save money for something, maybe you want to buy a nice car. But if you honestly didn't drink half as much as I did, then you could probably afford a lot of these things. And, you know, money wasn't an issue. That definitely wasn't the issue. Like I had a good job. I've had jobs growing up all along. I had a great job in Australia with mining, etc. And I didn't really have to, um, like, I didn't really have to show up for anyone, only myself. 
And even <laughs> my old boss, actually, when I was an electrician, when I was younger, uh, he's not his nephew, but a relation of his is here in Australia. And he, this guy said to me one day, he said, oh, such and such that you used to work for before said you were great when you the days you showed up when you weren't hungover. And like that, he only said that to me there a couple about two years ago, I think he told it to me. And I was like, geez, that's awful shameful because I know damn well I would turn up on Monday. I'd be good for nothing. Maybe on Tuesday, I might do something. Wednesday, I'll do something. Thursday, I might do something. And then Thursday night, I'll go out on college nights and there'll be nothing done Friday, you know. And then it just repeats and it repeats and it repeats. So when it came down to it then, just recently, I was like, okay, there's there's stuff I want to focus on. There's stuff I want to get done. And in the email, I spoke about that, you know, it is a case of, you know, I'll stay up all night and then I'll get home five o'clock in the morning, all going well. But no one sees me laying in bed the next day. No one sees me going down the YouTube rabbit hole, as I call it. I'd spend all night, I'd spend all day the next day on YouTube. I'd be sitting in my bed, I'd be useless. If I didn't have to go coach a class in the morning, if it was the evening, I might just get away with it. But it was just affecting me too much. No one gets to see me perform at my worst. That's the truth, like, you know what I mean? You, you get away with it. No one thinks that you're like, when you show up, especially as a coach and you want to be coaching classes and you want to be doing one-to-one PTs and you want to be coaching people online, you've got to be able to show up and perform at six o'clock on Monday morning. And you've got to be performing throughout the week, not just showing up whenever it suits you. And that would continue like day after day. Those me at my worst, I honestly believed it was coming. It would have been up until about Thursday before I would actually get my shit together. And that's like 70, 60, 70% of the week wasted. So it is. Now, when it came to us and I decided to take this, uh, take this on six months ago, I knew that like cutting back was what I needed to do. Cutting back, not cutting out. No more hangover days. That was the goal. No more hangover days so that, you know, I'm not restricting too much. I know if I cut it out completely, then there's too much pressure that goes with restricting, you know, restricting alcohol and meaning it's putting a lot of pressure on me to to fail basically it's like oh no you can't have a drink or you go to someone's house or you go to an event you're like no no I'm not drinking some people would do that and you know fair play but I was like maybe that will come eventually but what I want to do now is I just do not want to have any more hangover days so the most I've probably drank on any night's probably been two or three drinks and it, it goes with like when you're restricting food if you tell someone they can't eat chocolate, they can't eat chips, they can't eat burgers, they can't eat pizzas, and they're trying to lose weight, well then, come the end of that, when they reach their goal, they think they've reached their goal after 8, 10, 12 weeks, and they've, they have cut out everything that they used to love, they will go straight back on us, and they will eat all around them, and they will indulge in it and they'll overeat in certain things because you have restricted them from doing it so I was kind of like in the sense of I would probably do that with alcohol if I restrict it too much and it leaves off the pressure there's no such thing as good or bad foods there's no such thing as you know (laughs) I was gonna say good or bad alcohol but you know overdoing the alcohol is bad for you whereas like uh, enjoying it isn't bad for you you know what I mean limiting it and using it to like, you know, to enjoy the social occasion is perfectly fine. And then it just came a case of, you know, the, the months started passing by 
Um, I started doing an online business course, um, which has been great because I knew I needed to show up for that. So by signing up, paying the $2,000 or whatever it was for the six months, then I was committed to doing it. But I knew for me to get the most out of it, I've got to show up every day. You've got to watch all the videos. You've got to turn up to all the calls. You've got to do everything that needs to be done so that you can actually, you know, get the most out of it. And then it was a case of, okay, that was in October. I knew that I wanted to do a half marathon. Uh, half marathon is 21 kilometers. I trained for that eight weeks, PB'd my half marathon time, which again, you know, without re reducing alcohol and making a goal of it, making a goal at the end, then, you know, I probably would not have done the best that I did do. Now, I always kind of use events as ways to get me back on track. But this time I was like, I can't just do an event for eight weeks and then go missing again. So I kind of had something planned beyond that. I, when, when I had that event finished, I knew I needed to have something else to keep moving me forward. So that's when I choose to go at Christmas time. Instead of hanging around in part and being stuck in what I would believe, you know, it would have been, it would have been hard for me to be here and not enjoying myself or I don't mean to say not enjoying myself, but like to avoid the alcohol and to, to keep me on track with what I want to do. So I went and I visited two of my good friends in Tasmania and over Christmas, we had a couple of whiskeys, perfectly fine. Me and Luke got out every day, enjoyed myself. It was like a Christmas that I've never had before where there was no hangover days. The Christmas day wasn't all about drinking. The New Year's day wasn't all about, or New Year's was it St. Seams' day. It wasn't all about drinking. And, you know, I got through Christmas and I got through that new year and I came in, you start the first of January, like, oh my God, like I am so fresh. Like, and that's when I decided to do like a six week online coaching program with people where I took 15 people through a coaching program. Again, that would never have been able to happen if I didn't have a clear head through Christmas and at the start of Christmas. So then when I came back, I actually came back to Perth uh, at the start of January, did that six week program. I was able, and I can honestly say this now, is that I was in the best possible position to give them the best version of me. And that's what I wanted to do. Like when people sign up to programs, I want to make sure that I'm in peak physical and mental condition so that I can give them everything that they want for that six to eight weeks. Now, again, I will probably, it's now, that was back in January. I will probably, or not probably, I will do another one of those in the next couple of weeks so if you are interested stay tuned find out and yeah i'll be looking to do another six or eight week program where i'll take hopefully last time i had 15 so maybe again if i had 15 to 20 people on that group coaching everyone's in the group everyone's helping each other out everyone has a training program nutrition and then every week we used to have weekly q a's and weekly chats about i would go through different topics of training nutrition sleep stress management, recovery and lifestyle, goal setting, everything else that goes with it. And again, the work that was I had to do to get all that set up, I would never have been able to do if I hadn't reduced my alcohol intake and made that conscious effort to be like, I'm going to show up every day, not just for myself, but for everyone else as well. So that happened from January to February. And then I was in, I felt that I was in peak condition to try and attempt to do a marathon because a marathon is 42.2 kilometers is twice the distance of a half marathon the truth is when you train for a half marathon it's 
you could you could probably you know the general person I believe is doing a half marathon under two and a half hours if you train for it you can do a half marathon under about two and a half hours, and when you go to a full marathon, it's a lot different. A lot can go wrong. There's a lot more involved. The hydration is important. The nutrition is important. The training is twice as long. So if you're talking eight weeks for a half marathon, you could be talking sixteen weeks for a full marathon and Again, I did have the work done, <clears throat> excuse me, for um, a full marathon or for a half marathon so that I kind of knew what was needed. But it takes another eight weeks of being consistent, showing up every week. Every Sunday, I used to have to do my long runs on Sundays. So that meant no messing around on Friday or Saturday night. So it does keep you in check. And again, having something outside of, oh, I'm I'm not drinking this weekend because I'm trying to stay away from alcohol. It's I use the events not so much as an excuse. It is an excuse to not go drinking because it keeps you in line, but it's given me a reason and it's a reason why. And it's, you know, you've got to have a reason to why you want to do something. Whether, like I said, um, on one of the emails last week, it was a case of why is it, what what are the reasons why you want to, to do this? You know what I mean? And it, it doesn't come down to like, I'm just going to give up alcohol. If, if that's just the reason, but there's no reason why you want to do it, then it's probably not going to happen, you know? So like without a valid reason why you want to change, then it is highly unlikely that change will occur. Okay, so here are just some of the reasons why for me over the last six months was why is it that I decided that I was going to reduce alcohol? And again, for you, if you're listening to this, if there's something that is affecting you, you know what I mean, in any way, shape or form. So maybe you're consuming, like say, alcohol, but just start with alcohol. Maybe you're binge eating or under eating regularly. Maybe you're not exercising half as much as you would like to, or maybe you're not exercising at all. Maybe you're being overworked. Maybe you're never prioritizing yourself or going down the proverbial rabbit hole, as I call it, with social media and YouTube, you know? First thing is to be aware of it, okay? It may, it may not seem like an issue, but when you take a step a step back and you write this down, then you can manage it a little bit better, okay? So my, free, my five reasons why I decided to do this in the first place, okay? And these are my reasons for change. And again, the reasons have to be important to you. Being important to you so that change can actually happen. Write it down so that you can visually see every day, stick it on a wall, I started about <clears throat> I started about two years ago with a whiteboard. A little I called it a vision board. It was a little whiteboard. Now I'm sitting in a room with a whiteboard that it's probably the whiteboard was probably what size is it? Half a meter by maybe two <laughs> maybe by thirty inches by seventy inches. It was small and I was I would write things on it. Now I have a whiteboard in front of me that is half the size of my wall. I have another two on the floor and I have stuff stuck to them everywhere, like business schedules. Um, there's something to do with nutrition in the corner, the gym crack podcast plan. There's plans everywhere and you get to visually see these, okay? So my five reasons for reducing alcohol. Here are my reasons for change. And again, you know, these are just some of the reasons that I kind of, kind of thought to myself is why it was a good enough reason to actually give this a break for a while okay first of all number one I wanted to have a successful coaching business in person online uh, wherever and to show up every day 
and not just when it suits me. So on that, again, on online coaching, <clears throat> excuse me, is something that's really important that I really want to start to do. You get to work with loads of people. You get to do group coaching online, which I really love. Online and in person. Now with the in person, I do personal training here in part. And it was only this, it's only in the last month that I have pushed it and now I'm full. Like when I say I'm full, I work maybe, I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings, maybe four hours in the evening and Friday morning and now I'm full. And the only reason I am full is because of the fact is that I'm making the effort to find people and I know that I am willing to give them everything that I have now. Whereas five months ago, I wouldn't have been, I wasn't able to give them that. I would have been fooling myself to think that I probably was able to give them that. But the truthfully is Adrian now versus six months ago is two different Adrians. You're, you'll be getting two different people and that's the God's honest truth. So working with people and being able to show up every day was the number one reason why I wanted to change. Number two, and this is, again, you know, I've talked about already. I wanted to have no more wasted days. Wasting a day is an absolute sin to me now. That's the way I look at it. It's a sin to actually be here, sun is shining, and to be like, I can't go outside because I'm too sick and I'm too hungover to do anything today. You know, it's a sin that so many people that have gone before us would would take back given a chance, and I've wasted too many days. If I if I could go back over the years, or just saying before I decided to give this up six months ago, how much... How many days would I have wasted? Oh my God. I'd say I'd say the count definitely would have been 30 days. 30 days in the year. That's minimum for sure, okay? So no more wasted days. I was like, I'm sick of doing this. I'd rather be outside enjoying myself every Saturday and Sunday than to be sitting inside being hungover. I know number three, and I spoke about it while ago, is I want to perform physically at my best when I train. So when I'm in the gym, when I'm running, whenever I show up, I want to feel like physically and mentally I can go do this. Like this is no no stress, this is no issue. Like how many times have you ever gone out the weekend and come to Monday and be like, I'm not going to the gym today, there's no way. Then you don't go Tuesday, then you don't go Wednesday, and then maybe Thursday you might get there and all of a sudden, you might have only done one session in the week. Whereas if you can start the week off right on a Monday, then you have a good chance that you're probably going to get your two or three gym sessions in throughout the week. So again, I want to physically, when I, I want to show up, when I show up, I want to be physically and mentally prepared. And again, the goal of running 40, uh, running a marathon, 42.2 kilometers under four hours. And again, that is something that I will attempt in two weeks time. But the training for that has been every single Sunday with the last four months. That's the God's honest truth. With the last four months, every Sunday. And then it was training two times a week. Then it was running three times a week. And then it was even a case of up to maybe five weeks ago, five, six weeks ago, I was doing four days a week of running in preparation to do this under four hours. And my training at the moment has me I worked it out the last day. I actually did, uh, it was 33 kilometers. The time that I was running at, because I have a goal of doing this under four hours, I failed at this in Phuket a couple of years ago. I messed it up completely. I just didn't have the education, the knowledge of know-how of how to perform in a marathon and try and do it under four hours. But my time has me coming in at three hours, 59 minutes 
and 49 seconds. Okay, so there is, even with all that training I've been doing, with everything I have sacrificed, I am just making that four-hour mark. So there's no room for, for messing around. There's no room for distractions. I am just touching on under that four hours. So again, that's something that I will attempt in two weeks' time. Then, number four, I value my money more. Um, I guess over the years, I've been very fortunate uh, with the mining job that I had a couple of years ago. Uh, did mining for five years. It did give me quite a, a pretty income. And money was never really an issue after, from that job. Now, with the last five years, I've been doing um, group coaching. I lived in Thailand. I lived in Bali. Uh, for a number of years and the truth is I only did coaching because I love doing it okay I only did it because I loved it never cared about making money from it whatsoever the value was me being able to live my life coaching classes at unit 27 for three years loved every single minute of it and again it was never about making money but when it comes down to it, money doesn't last forever and money doesn't make you happy. But I value my money more. Two to $200 to $300 a night, which is, you know, roughly 150 euros, probably a night on a night out easily. And then over the course of the year, that could, that could end up being maybe 5,000 euros in a year. Now, when you look at it that way, and if you were to look back, and if anyone has, I have never done this, but I'm just thinking if you want to do it, Imagine if you went back through your bank statements over the last year and seen how much you spent on money. Wouldn't it be absolutely frightening? Shocking, I'm sure it would be. You'd, you wouldn't be long telling yourself to cop on, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so again, you know, I know value money more and I'd much prefer to spend my money on quality food or to save for a holiday or save for a car or save for something else, something that I would have. Like I have no problem spending $100 in a restaurant to eat food because I love food. But if it comes down to spending $100 on drink, now I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is torture. This is a complete waste of money. But again, I use value it before. That was the difference. I used value drinking myself to death. I used to enjoy the crack. I used to enjoy all that. But now like the value that I place on that, it can be going somewhere else. So that is number four. And then number five was to prove to myself that I have complete control over my own choices. At the end of the day, if you do go drinking and if you do suffer hangovers, you are the one that put the alcohol into your mouth. No one forced you to do it. Yes, you might feel like that there is this issue of, you know, peer pressure that when you go to a party, you have to drink. When you go to an event, you have to drink. When you go X, Y, and Z, you have to drink. And that's the truth. I always felt that way as well. And I never thought that I would be able to overcome that fear to go somewhere and not drink. Now, the last couple of months, I've gone to things and I've been able to do it. And it was just like, like I, I'm 35, like I said, and it's like there was just a flick of a switch. It was just like, I don't care what people think that I'm not drinking. Like I'll go to the event and I'm happy to, to be like, no, I'm not drinking. Or I'll have one drink and I'll be like, yeah, that's me. I'm done. And I'll go. And before I was afraid that I would to actually leave anywhere. Now it's a case of I'll go there. I'll enjoy myself. I'll talk to people, um, you know. I think you. I think I would have felt before that everyone would be thinking, "Why am I drinking?" Now I know that no one actually gives a shit. That's the truth, you know. So, this is the other side of it: is you've got to learn how to deal with that. But it's proven to yourself that you have complete control over your own choices, how 
you what you do on a night out, what you do the next day. What you do the next day, in my opinion, is that I know that if I make bad lifestyle choices the night before, well then the next day is ruined and the day after is ruined. And it's what do I prioritize on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday? I just have to look at my board here. My daily, it's a business schedule. It's like, how am I going to better my coaching career? Monday, online check-ins. I have to do something uh, with my emails on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I've got to do content. On Thursday, I've got to do my podcast. On Friday, I've got to develop slides and book calls. That's just one of each from each day. There's three on each and there's three things that I must do each day to move my business forward. Saturday and Sunday, workshops, weekly review. Now, looking at that there, would I be doing any of that if I didn't have it written down? Would I be doing any of that if I had been out drinking the weekend? Not a chance in hell. Okay, so they are the choices that I want to make. They're written there in front of me. When it comes to training, I have three days in the gym, two to three days at the moment. That's all I'll do. I'm running three to four days. Okay. When I say running, there's short runs and there's long runs. Would any of that been done if I am drinking? No, not a chance. Okay. So that's what I mean by, you know, prove to yourself that, that I have complete control over my own choices. These are the choices that I'm currently making. I want to have a successful business. I want to have a successful podcast. I want to have a successful training um, camp when I'm doing my training for my marathon and that's what it all comes down to so again you know these are these are just my things my five ways to reducing alcohol you know you can use these five ways as to why you want to lose weight you can use these five ways as why you want to live in a different country you can use five ways for anything you don't even need five you only need one um one why as to why you're going to make a change like for for instance i'm just thinking of one of the girls I coach, I've my birthday's in. I'm thirty in six weeks' time. I do want to lose a certain amount of weight. I want to feel good going into my thirties. Like you know, that is the why. And then I reiterated to her. I was like, "You have six weeks." I said to to make the effort. And she's twenty nine. I'm like, "Well," I said, "You don't want to just get to thirty and then go back to what what you are feeling good for a week and then back." I said, she, "You're she's well ahead of where I was when I was thirty." But it's just having that reason why other people, another person I know, going home to Ireland in in August as well. I'm actually going home in August. They're going home in August. What you know, that's the reason why. So there's always something. Now, when we do reach our goals, it's not a case of there is the case of that a lot of people fall back into old patterns. And that's why you've got to be prepared when when you do reach a goal that you do that you are able to actually have something on the other side that will keep you going as well. Because this is a constant battle, people. Trust me, I've been through it 101 times. It's ups and downs, but it's managing it and it's becoming aware of it, of what it is that, you know, what are your long-term goals? Yes, there are short-term goals, but then you have your long-term goals as well to keep you on top of it. But everything, truthfully for me, I believe, just needs to be written down so that you can see it and that you can be reminded of it constantly okay so basically my friends that is it um again six months hangover free would i be sitting here thinking to myself that i wish it was alcohol free no 
does that doesn't bother me. I am so happy and content with being able to say that as a limiting potential that alcohol was limiting how I performed, how was it as I showed up to the world. And that is a case of, you know, if there's anything that you feel is limiting you, try to be aware of it. Try to see what it is that you can do to, you know, to what it is that is limiting your potential so that you can live your life to the fullest and to show up every day and to achieve whatever it is that you actually set your mind to. So again, if you are looking for a book recommendation, this is a great book that I listened to back in September. Um, I think I, I think I heard it from Sinead Hegarty. It was, and this girl's name is Catherine Gray. I think she's either English or she's from uh, Northern Ireland. And it's called The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. So if you, I listened to an audiobook, you can obviously probably buy it in book form as well. But if you want to listen to it on audiobook, it is definitely worth listening to. It's about a woman and she, again, just going through the motions of drinking the shit out of it and how, you know, how she managed to turn her life around. It was really, really, really good book to listen to. I'd probably have to listen to it again, tell you the truth. But it was the one thing that stuck with me that when I did listen to it, it definitely struck a card. So that is Catherine Gray's The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. So that's all I've got for you today. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I have sent out two messages today, this morning, to invite two good friends onto the podcast. So hopefully they will um, they will say yes. And again, I have a list of about 100 people that, I'm, that I want to get through. But I won't promise anything. But the goal is, I have it written there, 26 interviews or episodes uh, to be done this year, 10 solo podcasts. This is the second one I think I've done. So, you know, get the ball rolling. And I have missed my goal for my three month mark, but my six month mark is to have by the 14th or by the end of June. So I have six weeks to hit 14 episodes. So I have probably two or three done, but I feel like I might actually get on a bit of a roll and yeah so the goal is to have 14 episodes done by the end of June that is a target okay so again long-term goals short-term goals and targets all in place um that is it for me if you are interested keep an eye out for my next coaching program where I will be taking hopefully again I'll be looking for 15 to 20 people we'll go through everything we'll have structures around training around nutrition improving your sleep recovery stress management tools goal setting to name a few and again all weekly calls uh, live calls live q a's helping you with anything that you do struggle with and again getting you into a community of people of like-minded people that are all looking to head in the same direction as you and as me. So again, keep an eye out for that. Uh, any questions, any concerns, anything at all, please hit me up. Don't be afraid to message me. If you have any guests that you think would be worth getting on the show, let me know. If you find this week's episode useful, please like, share, subscribe, everything you can do. Screenshot your phone, tag me in it, post on Instagram. That would be amazing. And yeah, lots of love. Take care. Catch you all soon. Bye-bye.